From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on or off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time JM1 National Champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. AT&T Wireless, fast, reliable, and secure. M-Drive, our boost and burn is specially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Drury-Ins and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event. Or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And now our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios. It's part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado, where we had another glorious 70-plus degree day in uh, October. Gotta love it. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, It was a nice day here, too. Nice. I always love that. I always love yeah, that. especially at this time of the year. As a matter of fact, the the more the merrier. Yeah, you can't argue with that. I'm not gonna. The um, <laughs> that'll be the my, first time we won't argue tonight. Well, probably won't be, but uh, <laughs> I, I I still say one of my favorite winters was the year that it snowed on Halloween, and then it was in the 50s the rest of the winter. So we like we loved that. <laughs> Oh, don't don't talk about the four letter word the S N O W. No, I don't need to hear that right now. Uh, well, listen, if I can, if I can, if 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 that's the trade off, I will take it on Halloween, and then have it be warm the rest of the winter. I'm I am yeah, I am all I'll, about that. Yeah, I'll just take warm all year. But I don't want hot. I just want warm. Um, I don't care about hot either. By the way. <laughs> uh, so, I'm just saying. You know, I mean, um, I know that uh, we're going to have a very hot 16 tonight. I love it. The new Super 16 is out. So is the USA Today and USA Hockey Magazine. 
uh, men's college hockey poll and the VCU USCHO Division One men's poll. Man, those are way and too by, long. Can't they just well, be the Super 16? Well, the, f- f- you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's way too early for any of these. But I had to put out, I had to come up with a 16, even if I think most of it is bunk, um, because nobody's, you know, it's just too early in the season. But it beats your 16. So, <laughs> well, speaking of my 16, teams. the head coach of the Colorado College Tigers, Chris Mayotte, is going to join us here in about, oh, I don't know, 11 minutes or so. Yeah, whatever uh, so he does. Let's quickly, let's quick, quickly get to these polls. Let's save our or your poll, the Super 16, until last. If we look at these two polls side by side, uh, right. the quote-unquote national polls from the pundits uh, that don't right, watch. Let me see. Let me see, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can guess. Okay. Denver. Denver one. Yes. CC two to sixteen. Ah, that's mine. Oh, yes. that's yours. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Let's go Tigers. Oh Let's my go Lord. Tigers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that was yours. I, 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 that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> wait till Chris Mayak comes on and finds out that I picked him two through sixteen. All oh, I'm sure, he already knows. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no. But anyway, yeah, love, love the Tigers. Love what they're doing. Love the program. Love the head coach. Love the assistant coaches. Love everybody there. They're just, they're, they're just all about what college hockey is about. Oh, I'm just listen. I'm just. You know, let, trying to let people know where everybody stands. <laughs> you know, some of us try to do this objectively. And some of us just wave pom-poms all day long. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Tigers earned uh, me wearing their colors on Sunday, which is colorful <sighs> Sunday from now on well, for me. Whatever. It's gonna, I'm going to be wearing the colors I, of the team that earns them the weekend. You should... First of all, you should go back to grow grow the beard again. Should I should I just keep the the black and gold or the uh, black and yellow around because they might be the team all year long. You're gonna do it anyway, <laughs> whether you, whether I say to do it or not. Uh, that's it, because it, they it got just, a really good goaltender by the name of Caden the Sponge Embarico. Stop it! You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's quickly get into these polls before Whatever. the coach comes on, and then we'll uh, we'll go to the Super 16 at the end of the show. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Denver leading the way in both polls, Minnesota yeah. second in both polls, uh, North Dakota third in both polls, um, Minnesota Duluth fourth in both polls, Minnesota State fifth in both. Why didn't bother to put one out? Michigan well, sixth yeah. in both polls. Here's where we get crazy. Quinnipiac seven right. in um, USA Today and um, Northeastern seven in USCHO. I like Northeastern at seven myself. I just not I'm not sold on Quinnipiac yet this year. Well, let's put it this way: just in case you're wondering, all right, in case you're wondering, um, and this one game doesn't make or break whether somebody should be in the top ten or not, but. They won it. They they tied. Wasn't even a win. They tied LIU on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So and you look at the and you see the records here and I it says Northeastern one and zero. Well, that's not actually accurate. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. The, the, the fact you. of the matter is that, and, and, and like I said, I'm not saying that Northeastern should, you know, should, should, should be uh, uh, dropped out of the, the top whatever. Okay. But it just goes to show how much is, is not, is, is really not followed. Because Northeastern is two zero and one. Okay, um, and I'm just pointing it out. I hear you. I'm listening. Okay, you know, so I'm just I'm just Quinnipiac saying, put it, get it right. Quinnipiac seven in the USA Today poll. Um, Northeastern seven in USCHO. They flip flop because eight is Northeastern in the USA Today, and uh, eight is Quinnipiac in the USCHO. Right, I'm sorry, they they tied Long Island over the weekend. See, if I make a mistake, I admit it. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, Northeastern won in overtime. They only have Northeastern being one and zero, but they actually are two zero and one. And it's just ridiculous. That they don't have these things. Oh, wait a minute. They I have Quinnipiac no wonder, with no record at all. Well, no wonder I've got a problem here. I've got the US USCHO poll from before or from last week. That's why I'm screwed up. That wouldn't be the oh, first well, time. Well, that's no, that wouldn't be the first time either. Um, <laughs> uh, but so but get the records have, right. Yeah, yeah. They have Northeastern three and 0 and oh. They have Quinnipiac one oh and one and eight. Then they have Boston University nine at one zero and one, and it's the same over in the other poll, the uh, USCHO poll. It's Boston University one zero and one there. Uh, then they have Saint Cloud two zero and zero, both polls. Then they have Ohio State both polls, <laughs> who by the way is four zero and zero. So kudos to Ohio State. Well, um, listen, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm surprised people are not a little gun shy about Ohio State after last year. Well, when they start, they're giving them the benefit of the doubt, apparently. Oh. Uh, Harvard is in at 12. UMass at 13. Man, these are identical polls. Why would they even bother to do them? Well, come I, on, uh, people. If you're going to well, do one this that's early, fine. I mean, listen, least, I mean, come on. They're identical. Well, all the way. one is and a media one, poll, right? You know one is media and one is coaches. Yeah, but you know where one of them is wrong? Because, well, they're both wrong. They're but, both wrong. Okay, but, let's. But they're but both USA wrong. Today, USA Today Whatever. in our world has Colorado College with eight votes. Thankfully, they got some votes. And they have Arizona State at uh, seven votes. Thankfully, they got a couple of votes. Because I don't think people know they exist, either one of those two teams. And in the other poll, um, they have Colorado College with eight and Arizona State with seven as well. So they just basically copied each other. All the I'm, way through. I'm gonna, it's, it's I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say it again. This is all nonsense. I, I I understand it's it's podcast fodder, but that's exactly what it is. It's just fodder. And 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 like I said, I I had to force myself to come up with a 16 because otherwise you'd end up doing it. Yeah, and you were afraid even, of that. I even started. worse, even even worse, you would do it and put my name on it. 
<laughs> no, no way. Yes, if you I would've. do it, it's going to have my name on it. No, if you I wouldn't. To do it. Count on okay. that, buddy. Count on that. But this is this is all nonsense. Um, yeah, anyway. I, I, I'm so, well, because, and, and listen. Legitimate. Listen. listen. Yeah, they have Harvard in here. Hasn't played yet. Sorry, but but how do you have teams in a in a poll that haven't played yet? Neither is Cornell. I, I I get that. We all know that the Ivy League stuff starts the first week in November. But then, how about waiting until the first week in November? You want to make a preseason poll? I don't agree with that either. But fine. But until everybody plays, how do you put out a poll? <laughs> until everybody plays, how do you do that? You, you, you just take a a wing and a prayer is what you do. Okay, and um, by unless, the way, unless you spend time looking at teams in practice and in exhibitions, um, a la, I'm raising my hand. If you look right now, I have seen a few teams. I've seen Arizona State. I've seen Minnesota Duluth. I've seen Minnesota. I've seen Lindenwood. I've seen Colorado College. I've seen Alaska Anchorage. I've seen Denver. I've seen well, um, Maine. I've seen Notre Dame. I've seen Air Force. But 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 here again... Is part of the problem because it goes, especially this early when nobody's played, it's going on reputation. And yeah. if you're going to base it on certain things, UConn last year was in the Hockey East Championship. Yeah, I know. And, and, and they're just, and, and they're now just kind of peaking in the polls for, for a team that was in the Hockey East Championship last year. They're yeah, and they're four one. and they're four and old, Paul. This they're year. not even one. They're not in any, even in one. Yeah, I know. Well, no, they are. They're they're uh, seventeen in yeah. uh, one poll and seventeen yeah. in the other. You sure? <laughs> yes, I'm looking at them both, no, and I'm on you're not October tenth. No. Well, let me let me show. Why is this clicking on the? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know, but we we're, Why we're, is done, with me we're done with 3rd. the polls. We're done with Let's move on with the polls because we've got the head coach from Colorado Finally. College joining us right now. We've got Coach Chris Mayotte. Coach Scott and Paul with you. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, guys. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing, uh, we're good, doing coach. great. Let me start this off by saying that Paul's doing his Super 16 for the first time tonight, Coach. Under protest. And, <laughs> and, and um, I have Denver number one and Colorado College two through 16. You got all my <laughs> Well, I uh, I appreciate that, and I certainly agree. <laughs> Unfortunately, with with number one, um, I get I get a vote in the uh, in one of the polls, and and I I put them one. Um, I think it's been it's been interesting so far, kind of following the rest of the country. It seems like there is uh, again a lot of parity, which there is every year, which is what makes it so exciting. But um, they seem to be uh, picking up where they left off. Coach, let me Coach, ask I... you this question. Hold on, hold on, because this is – it's kind of related, <laughs> but at the same time and, – and I'm not trying to uh, – those of us that know about polls and all of this other stuff, just out of curiosity, I know you get to see a lot of teams, especially if they're on your schedule during the year, but how much do you get to see as a coach – and it doesn't have to be specifically this year or, or whatever because you've been a coach for a while – do coaches get to see teams that are not necessarily on their schedule? It's rare, especially once you get into the league. I think non-conference, you, you kind of get that opportunity. 
um, you know, we're playing St. Lawrence uh, right. next weekend. So, um, you know, we've watched UMass Lowell on tape. We've watched Merrimack on tape. We've watched UNH on tape. Um, okay. And then go to Arizona State and we'll get to watch Bemidji on tape. And um, so in your non-conference, you, you, you see those teams. And, um, and, and then you kind of just like build what you think of them in your mind out from there. So I watched Lowell against St. Lawrence. I thought Lowell looked really, really good. Um, and so then in my mind, if I see somebody beats Lowell handedly, then that's impressive to me. Um, so it kind of just works that way. Okay. Um, I was just, like I said, I was just curious because you're putting, we, we, we know coaches put their names on these polls. So, I mean, I know in football, they basically give it to the SID. So, um, but you know, I, I hockey's a little different. Uh, so I don't, you know, and I, I, I'm not sure how much you get to watch other teams. I know in football, they don't play nearly as many different teams. So, um, I, I was curious about that. Um, and I, I, I'd say, and I watch teams that I guess, you know, like I'll watch Providence. Uh, right. It's not like I'm sitting down and watching every game. Right. Um, you know, but you're also watching coaches, you know, that you respect and seeing what they're doing, seeing how they're playing. You know, can you steal something from them that, that you like that they're doing on a power play or they're doing right. breakouts? You know, so do you sit there again and, and really have this great overall view of who they are as a team and how good they really are? You know, that's probably not as um, as common as maybe in some other uh, sport or, but in terms of knowing pieces and, and checking in on teams, I, you know, we do it a fair bit. Um, uh, right. You know, I can't speak for every program. Though. Right. Okay, Coach. Uh, so this Monday night show is called Analytics and Eyeballs. We did the numbers part of it. Now I want to tell people what I saw this weekend because uh, I saw a great performance, a full weekend of uh, great hockey out of your team. Um, I joked with you in the press conference, but I'm not really joking when I tell Paul this. You you, you do soak Caden uh, Embarico with water just to find out if he's a sponge or not, right? <laughs> he's uh... – we don't have to. We we just think he is, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, and and I'll be honest, live, you don't you don't necessarily pick up on those things as much because, um, you know, you watch your your you watch your five on five play, you watch your systems, you watch you know how chances are being given up or chances being created, and then, you know, the result is you know your goalie made the save and you move on. But watching him back on video, you know, he he ate a lot. He, he oh, he did. did. Uh, he did a really good job of, of controlling anything in his body and even stuff that was, you know, at his limbs. I, I thought he controlled pucks really well. You know what else I saw, Coach, this weekend that, that really, really impressed me was um, the typical after the after the win goalie hug is is kind of, you know, it's going through the motions a little bit. Yeah, the guys are excited, but man oh man your team was so emotional with with Caden and I've got it on video I put it out there already um they they were so emotional and I saw him and Hunter McCown hug and I thought goodness gracious these two have a connection don't they I they do and and they have a lot of shared experience and and I think when you go through you know the tournament that they went through together and um I think you just come in with a certain bond and, and, you know, you, you root for people 
Um, and we're fortunate in this sport. I think there's a lot of really, really good people in it. Uh, and so, but you, you still find guys that you root for maybe a little more than, than the other guys. And, and I was, you know, not only Hunter and Caden, but Vern and Caden. And, um, and I think there's, um, you know, people are excited for him. He works really hard. They know he's dedicated. Uh, but same with, you know, with Fern's performance. Um, quite honestly, I know, I know Caden ended up getting a star uh, on Saturday night. But looking back and watching the film again, you know, Fern might have been our best player on Friday night. Yeah, that that was going to that point because I asked Jerry this morning, I said, is it okay if I come down tomorrow and uh, do a feature on your three goaltenders? Because I think uh, all of them uh, deserve a little uh, recognition. But yeah, I mean, Matt was incredible on Friday night from what I saw on TV. And um, you know what? And I think that relationship is making them both better. Am I am I close on that? I I've, I I think you're right. I I can think back to uh, I had two two relationships like that when I when I played. One was with Andy Frank. Um, we were together in Cleveland. He ended up getting traded. It was my first year of junior. He get traded, and then we were together the following year in Sioux City. And you know, to leave a North American League team as essentially as goalie partners and go to the USHL and, and be goalie partners again. Um, he was my best friend and, you know, we won a championship together there. And when you have that, it, it is different because you, um, you truly do root for the other person. Now you still want me to play and want to play. Um, and I think as long as, you know, both guys keep going and they're in kind of this rotation, um, it can work. Uh, I think back to Miami, you know, when they had, um, what was it? It would have been in the mid two thousands where they were going with a tandem, right? And they were splitting back and forth. In, in the right situation, it works. And they're very similar in their personalities. They're very similar in their work ethics. They're very similar in the way they approach things. So I could see that kind of growing into a really nice bond. Coach, how much uh, I would say, uh, as I look at the situation from from afar. Um, does it help that you being a former goalie has a, a more uh, insightful thought process to what the goalies are going through? Because everybody wants to play and there's only one net. I think so. And, and I think we're fortunate, you know, that Peter Menino is, was a goalie as well. Right. Um, I will say, I, I think on the flip side of that, we're probably harder on goalies than most places. Um, I think we hold our goalies to a higher standard. I think we expect more from them. Um, you know, I'm not saying I was ever a, a true number one goalie in college hockey, but I worked my tail off to be. Right. Um, and Peter was a true number one in college hockey and obviously made it to the NHL. And, and, you know, and we've talked about, we talked about this last year together, uh, what a number one is. And it's not just being the starting goalie. It's, um, you know, it's your ability to be the leader of the team. It's your ability to, when guys get off the bus, they believe that they have a chance because you're a part of it. It's, you know, you're, um, you're a magnetic type of personality and, and guys are willing to go to, you know, go to war with you. Like there's so much more. And to do that, you have to, um, you know, you're not in the same drills as guys. So you don't earn their respect by battling through the same things that they do. Um, you have to find a way to earn their respect just with your compete, with your personality. 
um, with your accountability, your ability to, to say that you made a mistake and not say, you know, not blame it on a defenseman and things like that. So we, we, uh, we have really high standards for our goalies and we're lucky that we have uh, two guys that we really believe in. Now, coach, I'm gonna hold on a second, Paul. I'm gonna throw you a bone. Um, <laughs> coach, uh, I told you this in the press conference as well, but I want to reiterate it because I saw some clips again today. And uh, it, was Patrick Kazi on fire or what? I mean, he was just flying, uh, the entire he, game, he was flying. Uh, you know, and, and you talked, I know you talked about this, is this is what you saw. And hopefully you feel like you saw what we feel like we've been seeing is that um, our returners have taken steps and, and not simply bigger, faster, stronger, um, you know, but playmaking steps, uh, skill steps, uh, hockey sense steps. I mean, they really have gotten their games to another level. And, and I think part of that is just the transition from year one to two. Uh, and what we can really dive in on. And, and, you know, last year was so much about creating culture and creating compete and creating a standard that, you know, when that's the focus and that's what you think the need is, that's what you put most of your practice time in. That's what you put most of your video session time in. Um, and so sometimes when you do that, some of the other aspects of the game don't get as much attention where this summer, so far this year, we, you know, we trust that we have that in our guys and so, you know, we're much more skill-based. We're much more about, you know, how we want to play in terms of creating offense and creating transition and things like that. And you see, you know, in our guys, it, it, they've embraced it. Um, and Kaz was absolutely on fire. I, you know, the whole bench was hoping that he would score um, because he, he was phenomenal. He obviously set up the goal that Christie scored with a good part of that drive. But he's, you know, starting probably from mid-November last year, he's been our most, you know, probably consistent possession guy. It doesn't always end up on the score sheet. But if, if you just look at pure possession time in the O-zone, no one on our team is close to him. Well, Coach, when, when you look at this past weekend uh, as a whole, first of all, um, you guys scored 10 goals in the two games, which I'm sure is nice. Um, and you had 10 different guys get points. Um, and including in, in those numbers are uh, two of your top four guys getting points over the weekend were defensemen. Um, that's got to make you happy as a coach. It does. And again, I think it's, it's just the growth of, of the guys. And obviously our freshmen contributed um, – but to look at where we were last year, you go through the same three games, an exhibition game against Air Force, uh, two home games following. Uh, last year at this point, we had scored four goals in the three games combined. And, you know, if you include Air Force, which, trust me, they came out, you know, <laughs> wanting to win that game. Sure. Um, you know, it's 15 goals. And, you know, so it's, it's a different – we have the ability to threaten teams in a different way this year than, than we could last year. Um, Peter Menino is, is working with our power play. He's done a phenomenal job with that um, so far. And, you know, we're not foolish enough to think that, you know, we're going to score like that every weekend. We have a lot of things we, right. we need to tighten up. We honestly, quite honestly, weren't very good on Friday. Um, but again, you just think of the steps in, in the growth of our program when you're not very good on a given night and you score six goals. Um, 
you know, we weren't able to have those types of conversations last year. Well, let me ask you about Friday night before, before we, we switch, as long as you brought it up. Um, uh, I, I think people uh, spent last year underestimating Fairbanks, and I think people this year will, will kind of do the same thing with Anchorage. Um, but at the same time, uh, you, you know, as you said, the, uh, Matt Vernon was your best player on Friday night. Um, I, I get that it would take a, a, a little bit to get your legs under you, uh, even if you played the exhibition game. Was the, the Anchorage scoring 12 seconds into that second period kind of a wake-up call? Because it, you guys looked like a little bit of a different team after that. Yeah, and, and it's funny because, you know, our conversation the next morning, and it was it was almost similar to Air Force, was, you know, you can't wait for something good to happen to feel good about your game, you know. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, we got scored on. It put a little bit more urgency into us. Um, you know, then – Cooley makes a great play, sets Lab up, he cuts to the middle, we score, we feel shorthanded, all of a sudden we feel good. And, you know, college hockey season's too short. You get 34 regular season games. You can't wait for a play like that to happen to all of a sudden say, okay, this is who we are, this is how we're going to play. Um, and whether, you know, it was anchored scoring or us just finding a way to score, it still wasn't good enough. And, and I think our, our message Saturday was you have to be able to perform when the puck drops. And you, you, your belief in the way that we play and the way we do it is good enough is built through Monday, Thursday. You, you can't wait for something good to happen on Friday, Saturday night to get to your game, quote unquote. So, you know, our challenge has been, you know, we need to get to that right away, um, which was the growth in our team on Saturday. Obviously, we came out pretty hot um and i thought quite honestly stayed there through the rest of the game it's easy when you think you know the game's maybe decided um to start getting away and doing get on your own page and and one of the most impressive parts about saturday night was that we didn't just go rogue um we kept to it we were matter of fact about it which is uh, a good step well i was going to say it, it it definitely looked like the message got through because uh, you probably spent more time in the penalty box on 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 Friday night than you wanted to, because uh, well, that's every coach. Because unless you get zero penalties, that's every coach. But uh, um, I'm a, def- I'm accepting of three. Okay, I'm accepting of three. I I think telling your guys not to take any, I think it somewhat puts them on their heels a little bit. Um, I can accept one a period. Uh, we took seven, so that was unacceptable. Okay. Um, so I mean, it de- you guys definitely, uh, it definitely seemed like you guys took it to heart on Saturday because you guys just crushed them. Uh, it was just, to, I mean, I know this is my outside eyes, but uh, you guys picked it up a notch, and they just couldn't skate with you guys, and and they spend a lot of time in the penalty box, and you made them pay for it. Yeah, yeah, our power play has been really good. Um, you know, those guys have good chemistry. Obviously, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, yes, we have three freshmen on that power play right now. Um, but Brian Yoon's confidence in the way Brian Yoon is playing, um, you know, I didn't see him at CC his freshman year when he put up right. 26 points. But I assume it looked a little like this. Um, you know, he he's playing with confidence. He can distribute the puck. Um, he's making great decisions. He, ha- he has poise. Uh, he has deception. 
Uh, he's the guy that I think is is really setting guys up and, you know, Hunter scoring, and he's putting Hunter in a great spot to score. Um, so I, I give Brian Yoon a ton of credit, but our, our power play definitely has the ability to, to make you pay. Um, it's not going to go that way every night. You know, there's going to be times of frustration, but um, but they've, they've hit the ground running, which isn't easy to do. And especially with, you know, three new guys on it. And then uh, I agree with you. I, I thought we were, I thought we, we, we did everything really well in terms of not giving them a, a sniff. You know, we stayed above pucks. We created turnovers, uh, you know, and then we were able to build our transition off of those turnovers. We had extended ozone possession time. Um, and I just thought we were able to wear them down. Okay, Coach, uh, let me ask about a couple of players that, that stood out to me again. I mean, first, uh, 28 and 26, <laughs> unbelievable. I asked you also in the press conference, I said, do you have a first line or do you have three first lines? Because, man, that, that talent level, I really can't tell apart. So that's part one, just your thoughts on that. And uh, I thought it was kind of cool when I asked Hunter about his power play goal. He said, I got to give thanks to Spud for getting me a stick. <laughs> yeah, he broke it on the shot prior, came to the bench, got a new one, um, you know, attacked downhill and just ripped one. Uh, and it's hard because when you see him do that, um, I don't want to say it's frustrating to watch him pass up shots, but, you know, you sit there and say, if I shot like that, would I ever pass one up? Um <laughs> You know, and, and so, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's where I go mentally is that, no, I don't think I would. Um, but, you know, he, he, he can make plays too. And, and I understand that. And um, he doesn't want, just want to be one dimensional. He wants to be a playmaker as well, which is, which is all good. But, um, but yeah, he, he, he can rip it and, and Spud definitely gets an assist on that. Um, and I, you know, we're excited about our, you know, the potential for, for our forward group. It's something that we felt right from camp is that we're, we're very deep up there. Um, and it doesn't mean that everybody, you know, is a top six or anything like that. But, you know, when we have to make roster decisions last year, it was solely based on competitiveness. Um, you know, if you were able to compete at an elite level or a very high level, you know, you got the chance to play for us. Um, this year, that's now a prerequisite. And so now, you know, we get to make decisions on what else do you bring to the table? How do we build a lineup? Um, so the decisions are harder in terms of, you know, for our staff, um, but that's a credit to our guys. And uh, it's a good problem for us to have right now. Okay, before Paul jumps in one more time and steals you for the next 10 minutes, um, oh, I'm gonna ask you about Ethan Strachan <laughs> uh, because I thought Ethan uh, was really good. He plays a tough position being a freshman defenseman in NCAA hockey, but talk a little bit about his skill level and how, how big he's going to be as he matures a little more. He's going to be a really good player. He's somebody that we're excited to get on the recruiting trail. Um, you know, and what we see in him is, is, you know, a potential number one, you know, down the road. Uh, he's, he has deception. He can problem solve. He can manage breakouts. Uh, he can skate. He's a he's a tough defender. Um, you know, he's gonna he just has to improve. You know, some of his decision making at times and, and management. But 
uh, you look at the, the raw skills of, of what he has, you know, he's somebody that I think has a really bright future and someone that really works for it. You know, he wants to be really good. He puts in the time and, um, and he's done a really good job so far. Uh, you know, he's not on a, a game power play, but he works in in practice and does a good job there. So he's, he's going to be a good one for us. Coaches, as, as you look at the, at the weekend um, moving forward, uh, everybody got to play this weekend pretty much, at least the guys that you, know, would, you would expect to play. Uh, are you going to continue to rotate guys in and out for the, at least for the non-conference season? Is that kind of the idea? You know what? We, we, um, it's a good question, uh, and we actually talked about it as the staff. It, it's funny because – you know, I think a lot of times you look at non-conference almost as your your exhibition to figure out what lineup you like, what you don't like, who can handle what, who can't. But then at the same time, when you talk about who makes the NCAA tournament, you all a lot of times you talk about the non-conference schedule and how they right. did in non-conference. So, um, you know, I think we need to accurately assess um, where we are as a team, um, what our goals are, what we can accomplish. Um, while having an eye on development, making sure we're, you know, we're giving guys fair opportunity, um, doing all that stuff. Quite honestly, I think our, our, our opportunity, again, quote unquote, is, is in practice. Um, we evaluate practice every day and, you know, we, we rank guys, uh, we talk about guys, um, you know, guys have the ability to make it out of practice. It's hard to give somebody an opportunity in the lineup if they didn't earn it in practice. Now, fortunately for us, everybody who played deserved a spot in the lineup. Um, right. So now again, it just becomes to, sometimes it's what special teams do you play? If you don't play any special teams, you know, it's hard to be in. Sure. Um, if you're really good at this one, it's easy to keep you in. So, you know, it's, it's about explaining to guys their best opportunity to be in the lineup, what they have to work on, what they have to show that they can handle. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say it's ultimately up to them, but, uh, you know, our job is to give our team the best opportunity to win every single game we play um, while still, you know, making sure guys are getting fair opportunity to develop. But we'll always err on um, winning. All right, now, I've got. I'm, hold on a second. On. I got to ask him quickly on this one. Um, th three award winners. One that that I gave to Stanley Cooley as our first uh, uh, player profile last week, and I thought he was outstanding. And then two today that the NCHC gave uh, Hunter McCown and um, uh, Noah. Uh, was it? Yeah, Noah Lava, right? Tonight yes. with uh, that. Yeah. I mean. What does that say about your team? I mean, Paul and I have been talking about you guys uh, since July, but um, does that say something that this early in the year, the NCHC says, hey, you got a couple of players at Colorado College that deserve some attention? Um, you know, I, that's for you guys to decide, I guess. Um, <laughs> don't let me decide it, Coach. You know, oh, yeah, don't let him decide anything. Please, right please. Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. You know, we believe in we believe in our guys, obviously, um, you know, and, and we're excited when they get recognition individually. Um, 
but I think the guys would tell you if they if they got those awards and didn't win, it wouldn't matter. Um, you know, we we want to win, um, but we know we have really good hockey players. We know we think we have some of the best hockey players in the country in Colorado Springs um, and in our locker room. And so when they get recognition like that, it, it's obviously you know you're happy for them. Um, yeah, we're, did, we're did, happy for them. Well, I'll piggyback on that because this was the question I was going to ask anyway. Scott just got lucky and hit on it. Um, <laughs> you, you, you were with Hunter McCown uh, during the World Juniors, and there was about, I guess, three or four weeks between the end of that and the start of you guys getting on the ice as a team. Uh, did he pick it up even another notch between then and now? Oh, he Coach, did. can I answer that? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm not <laughs> asking you. I don't care what you think. Unfortunately, Scott is right. Um, yeah, that is unfortunate. Yes. Uh, no, yes, he did. Uh, and it's just, it's a confidence thing. He, he's feeling it. But not only that, like, and, and you know, Hunter, I don't want to say he's unique, because I think, but I do think he's, he's unique in the sense that, like, he really wants to be the guy. And, and a lot of our conversations, and, you know, us three have had this conversation, a lot of our conversations right. with him last year were, okay, you say you want to be the guy, but your actions don't necessarily show yet that you want to be the guy. This is what being the guy looks like. This is what being the guy means. If you're going to be the guy, that means our entire room is looking at you. So your actions every day off the ice, on the ice, how you prepare matter. And so a lot of the, you know, our conversations with him was everybody says they want to be the guy, but there's pressure with that and there's expectations with that. And you have to learn how to like handle those moments and handle that role. And, you know, to his credit, that's what he's done. Um, as his game has grown, like him as a person, him as a leader, him as, you know, um, someone who is, you know, his mental maturity and ability to handle adversity, all that has grown right along with it. Uh, and to think that, you know, you're adding all of that to your tool belt in a year is impressive. And so now you just see he had a confident off season. It went well for him with world junior. He comes back. He's like, coach, I'm going to be the best player in practice for the first month. You know, and that was his mentality. That was his goal. He wanted to show that he, where he's grown, that he can be relied on. Um, and, you know, to his credit, I'm, I don't know if every day he was the best, but he showed up wanting to be the best and his effort reflected that. And so the growth that you see, the, the, the talent you see, the, the ability that you see, it's all through work. Um, and, and he puts in a ton of it. So, uh, yes, he continues to improve. He continues to gain in all of those areas that I just touched on. All right, so this week, Coach, um, go on the road the first time all year. Uh, you're going to go up to St. Lawrence, which is kind of like a nice matchup that uh, we like because it's, it's not a matchup I, I imagine happens all that often. Um, this is CC's first ever time to Canton, New York. Oh, see, there you go. Um, there you go. Two uh, very, very historic programs, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I do remember, uh, I, I guess, when I was growing up, uh, like I said, even though I was not the the most aware of college hockey, there were certain things I was aware of, and they were, you know, they were uh, a power for a while. Um, what have you? What can you tell us about them 
because uh, you guys kind of are their marquee home non-conference matchup for the season. Um, do you expect them to come out with a little bit more fire? Um, what can you tell us about this team that I haven't really gotten to see that much of? Yeah, uh, you know, we saw them last year. Obviously, they opened, opened ropes in arena. You know, so we got an idea right. of how they play. Um, you know, I played in that league. I was, you know, I coached there for two years. So I know how difficult a place it is to win. Right. Um, you know, Appleton is one of the great college hockey rinks in the entire country. If people haven't been there, I highly suggest it. It is so cool. It's like an old barn, um, but in a very charming, cool way. Um, but it's hard. It's it's tight. It's small. You know, the the neutral zone is small. The tops of the circles to the blue line is small. So things happen fast. They want to be on top of you. They want to be hard to play against. They want to finish their hits. Uh, you know, so they, they certainly create challenges. Um, they have a very good goalie in Zetterquist. I think he's, you know, probably the most underrated uh, goalie in the country. We saw it firsthand last year when, when he was here. Um, and so they're, they're a good team. Their decor is actually, I think, is probably really underrated. I, I think their their forward group is deep. Uh, they maybe lack a, a high-end, you know, make-you-pay type of difference maker, but all six of their D, you know, are modern defensemen. Um, you know, they manage pucks. They have some deception. They they, they see the rink well. They, they know how to play offense. Um, so they, yeah, they, they created some problems. Um, and I, you know, anytime they're home, like Canton, New York is a, is a really cool place. Potsdam's a really cool place. Uh, home games there, you know, it's like high school football in Texas, you know. Um, right. It's what people do. So it's always a big deal. And they're always, you know, really motivated uh, when teams come in there. Yeah, good, good stuff, Coach. Uh, I always appreciate you coming on and talking about uh, – um, Colorado College and Tiger Hockey. I, I told you I sent you a picture of me in my outfit. Every Sunday now, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wear an outfit of a team that earns it on the weekend, and um, I just might keep the black and yellow around for a while because I, I got good things, good vibes about your team. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you sending that along. I, I we we earned it on Saturday. We didn't quite earn it on Friday, um, but I I uh, I expect us to be better this weekend. Coach, All right. I, I, hold on a second. I have one last question because this – and this question is more important than any of this hockey nonsense. Okay. Have you signed Scott's adoption papers yet? Locke's not letting that happen ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think someone beat him to it. But, uh, really? No, we uh, – you know, it, we, I can't tell you how much we appreciate um, your guys' support and, and belief in our program and willingness not only to have uh, me on, but, but the rest of our staff. Um, you know, you guys are we, – we, we love doing it. We, we love everything you're doing for college hockey. So um, we, we certainly appreciate the support. Coach, we uh, breaking news today. We just uh, partnered with College Hockey, Inc., too, so we're going to continue to grow this game everywhere we go. I love it. I love it. Congratulations. That's a, that's a great, that's a great partnership. Uh, two, two, uh, companies that, you know, really, um, do such a great job for, for college hockey and promoting it, uh, and, and educating people on, on what it is our student athletes, 
accomplish and, and do. So thank you again. And for those people that don't know, tomorrow will be my fourth trip to CC in the last uh, less than a week. So I'll see you Let's guys see. tomorrow because I got to talk to those goaltenders. The Springs is beautiful this time of year. See, it's not. It, it, it isn't even just about this. I mean, between the golf tournament and these and and, and these visits, I mean, like uh, you know, uh, he does he have his own office at Robeson yet? That is, that's actually close. We actually just kicked our strength coach out of an office. There so you we go. Have an open one. Yeah. I love it. That's uh, the head coach from Colorado College, Chris Mayotte, joining us tonight. Um, coach. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the evening. I'll see you tomorrow and uh, safe travels out uh, out east, okay? Yeah, same to you. Thanks again, guys. Go Tigers. Thanks, Coach. All right. We'll be right back in about, uh, I don't know, three minutes to uh, unveil Paul Hornstein's Super 16 for the very first Under time. Under protest. <laughs>
Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs. All right, welcome back in, college hockey fans. Indeed, this is Analytics and Eyeballs. It's our Monday night show here at ITHSW Podcast. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining us from Long Island, New York. Paul, I need a drum roll or something. Hold on a minute. Let me see if I can find something here. Um, this is one hundred percent. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whatever. Um, let me try this. One hundred percent under protest. <laughs> what do you do? Play the gold horn? No. Well, it worked as you can imagine. <laughs> I, I just went calm. I went calm on it tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> the Super Sixteen coming out Whatever. tonight in. After week two of the NCAA hockey season, Paul, who's number one in the Super yeah, I 16? Darts. I threw darts. I just, and who won? It landed what on, did it your dart on. hit? Well, that's the only one that I didn't have to throw a dart for. The rest of them was just all guesswork. <laughs> okay. Who is it? Denver. Okay. The Denver Pioneers, the icebreaker champions from the weekend. Congratulations, Pioneers. You hold the number one spot in the uh, in, Super 16 poll and your icebreaker champions. Well, listen, I, I mean, I didn't see anything. Uh, they were they were by far the best team I saw all weekend. Yeah, they're, they're going to be that for a lot of weekends. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just the way it is. Um, you know, uh, and the, the, the old saying is, you know, you're – until somebody knocks you off the podium, you're still number one. Um, and it's not like they lost a lot of people. They did, but it's not like they didn't have the pieces already there to replace them. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to say this real quickly, and then I'll let you get on to it. But one of the but things that I like about um, David Carl's attitude about that is, uh, you know me, and I've talked about two teams last year in the Frozen Four that were putting out NHL players, and that was Ed number one. It. And two that wanted to uh, to win a national championship. Well, David Carl told me something earlier this year, and I guess I knew it, but I just heard it again out of his mouth, and I, I realized it really is true. Um, when they recruit players, they recruit them to come to, De- to the University of Denver and be hockey players and student athletes and win national championships. But they also know the caliber of player they're recruiting is going to be an NHL prospect. Um, and, and that's what they need in order to build a winning NCAA hockey team. But he said to me that um, what he does is he, he communicates both him and his assistant coaches with the players, their parents, their advisors, all of that things. And they kind of get a roadmap of when they think they might be ready to go to the next level. So they're not shocked. They weren't shocked when Bobby Brink went. They weren't shocked when uh, Carter Savoy went. They knew Cole Gutman was graduating and moving on. So none of those things surprised them. And I think that's as much, Paul, as uh, putting together a good roster as finding the right athlete. Well, uh, there's that and, 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 and just, you know, like I said, they don't want one-and-dones. I, I, I'm sure that they would like some of those one-and-dones to come and play there, but that's not what they want. No, they want student athletes they that want, want to win a national well, listen, championship no, no, I, and I then move wanna, on. I, I don't want to knock those players, those quote-unquote one-and-done players, because those guys are obviously high-level players. 
Okay. Um, and, you know, they're not all going to go to Denver. But, um, you know, it, it is a philosophy. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure that it's somewhere along the line in, 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 in the conversations they have with possible recruits. They go, okay, guy, what do you want? Do you, you know, what is, what is your perspective? Is college hockey something you want to play for three years? We'll use that as the, as, as the line. If, 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 if that's what you want, then, you know, then let's talk. If you're a guy that figures you're only going to play one year in college because you're kind of using it as a stopover, not that that makes them any less of a student because guys still go back to get their degrees, but that's not what they want at Denver. Okay, so uh, roll on. Let's give us two through five. Well, it doesn't matter because I'll just get some darts and we can just throw them and, you know. <laughs> just tell really us. Good. Well, you can <laughs> we tell don't have people. All I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that's Go fine. Ahead. Two, two through five. Two through five, North Dakota, Eddie Christian, Sue, uh, that other maroon and gold team, Duluth, and Michigan. Okay, hold on. Hold on. You rolled those way too close together. The other maroon and gold, then you said Duluth. Let's clarify yeah. this. The other maroon and gold is Minnesota. And then there's Minnesota Duluth. Correct. I'm an alum. We got to separate right. that That's like you got to separate U of A and Arizona. What? <laughs> you rode that way too close. You said the other maroon and gold and Duluth. All, and all there's, like a, there's, there's an and in there. Well, it was not much of an and. Well, Let's clarify this. this. Is a, because this is, a, this is whatever. I mean, like I said. <laughs> Let's clarify this, Arizona and Arizona State. Let's clarify this, that it's two weeks into the season, and this is just fodder. <laughs> okay. So who's after Duluth? Michigan. I said that. Are you not listening, okay. as usual? Who's after Michigan? Uh, do you want me to give one team at a time? you want me to run them all together? How do you want me to do this? Uh, do, do the next. Uh, we've got five, right? Right. Okay. Do five or do six through ten. All right. Uh, Minnesota State, Ohio State, BU. UMass and UConn. Yeah, I like that. I got no quarrels with that at all. None I mean, whatsoever. You know, like I said, it's like throwing darts. So I hear you, but you got to you got to start somewhere, and I think that's a really good. Well, and these will start, and these will probably radically change over the next two weeks. By the way. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Once again, I didn't include a whole. I didn't. For example, there's no Cornell here. There's no Harvard. There's n- because they haven't played. Right, you got to play a game first. I'm sorry, you'll you'll get your opportunity by by playing games and posting wins. Yeah. That's how this works. Okay, um, eleven through sixteen. Northeastern, Quinnipiac, Lowell, Notre Dame, CC, and Northern Michigan. Ooh, the black and yellow CC Tigers busting in at number fifteen. I think that's legit. I do, too. as legit as you're going to get in the first two weeks of the season, anyway. Beat them. Somebody beat them, and then then come talk to us. You know, I mean, that's what I saw. I hear you. Could you make the case for about 12 teams in that bottom six? Probably. Of course you could. But some of them haven't played. Some of them haven't played well. 
and uh, some of them oh. are not two and zero. Oh. This is true. And the, so and that, there you go. I like it. I like the Super Sixteen. We will have it out on Twitter tomorrow, and uh, you'll be able to look at it if you uh, didn't hear it. So uh, that's that. All right, Paul. Anything else uh, exciting? I know the uh, the Sun Devils took to their new heist today. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see if I can find. Uh, hopefully, they put out some video just to see him skating on it. Uh, I think was it Wednesday? They're playing. Uh, they're having a scrimmage. Uh, the women's ACHA team is playing a game there as they do a dry run of the building. Um, and look forward to that. So. And, of course, the ASU women will play Grand Canyon later on that night. After the skills competition or whatever the Sunday uh, Walk is going to do. That's fine. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, I hope that I'm there. Well, hopefully. <laughs> I hope I'll be there. I just hope I'm in the building. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole thing. So who knows? Yeah, no kidding. Um, no kidding. Whatever. Uh, look, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing that building. A big shout-out to Coach Powers because all of his hard work and I mean hard work for the past seven or eight or nine years, uh, is finally coming to fruition, and nobody deserves it more. He's uh, He bleeds maroon and gold more than Paul Hornstein, if that's uh, even possible. Yeah. He's played there. He's coached there. He's coaching there again. Um, it, I mean, you can't find anybody that's more Sun Devil than Greg Powers. So congratulations, Coach. Look forward to seeing your team this weekend on the ice. Our thanks to... Uh, Coach Chris Mayot for uh, joining us tonight and uh, and talking some hockey with us. As you probably heard me mention, a big shout out to our new partners with College Hockey Inc. Excited to have them. If you haven't yeah. been to our YouTube yeah. channel yet, at Ice Time SW, get there and uh, yeah, take a, a listen, interview. take a watch to Mike Snee. Yeah, well, it's 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 a good follow up to the interview we did on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, so which, by the way, he was very popular. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, there was I a huge fight sure when Mike came on, so we appreciate that. They put on a great tournament. I think they'll tell you it was a great success between uh, uh, Air Force and Denver co-hosting this year. Um, the, the, the call, the competition was great. The atmosphere was great. Yep. Um, I think everybody really enjoyed it, and we got a great champion. But yeah, I think was... any one of the four would have been great champions. By the well, way. Listen, like I said, they, they had four games, four full buildings. And, you know, that's what you want to play in front of if you're a, if you're a player, right? You want to play in front of those big buildings, those full buildings. All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs has been brought to you by Drurians and Suites. Drury Plaza, Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking stays now at DruryHotels.com. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHAM1 champions, and champions every day in the classroom at ucohockey.net and uco.edu. AT&T Wireless, where new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information or click on the Summer Skates banner on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com website. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey, and lifestyle at sdsu.edu and SDU, sdsuhockey.com. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. 
with a new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration. For schedule and ticket information, go to ouhockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find a location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to review and subscribe. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast, and when you subscribe, that's all one word. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Another big shout-out to the head coach from Colorado College, Chris Mayock, for taking some time out of his very busy schedule to uh, visit with us tonight. Um, another shout-out to Paul Hornstein for putting out that Super 16 early. I know it's not easy, but doggone it, that was a really good 16. It'll be out on Twitter tomorrow, and we'll say goodnight with a little uh, Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. <laughs>